Herzlich willkommen zum zweiten Teil der Folge, der Disney-Folge hier bei CX Tuning Hacks. Falls du jetzt dich neu einschaltest und du sagst, wow, den ersten Teil habe ich gar nicht gehört, dann halte hier an die Folge und geh direkt zurück und hör dir den ersten Teil nochmal an, weil da gibt Wilhelm von Rosen wirklich Insights, Tipps frei, ganz äh, für dich äh, zum Anwenden direkt vom Zuhören in die Anwendung, weil seine Tipps, die sind sowas von praktisch und auch äh, in Stories verpackt, dass du genau weißt, wo du da jetzt ansetzen darfst, wenn du deine Customer Experience entscheidend verbessern willst. Viel Spaß, kurz die Folge ist wie der erste Teil in Englisch. Enjoy! It makes a culture also authentic. authentic. Yeah. Yeah. And we are, let's say, if we move on in the present tense, we are trying to instill in companies a culture with a deep purpose, with yeah. a deep value set and yeah. feel these values and activate yeah. behavior that is yeah. linked to an engagement mm. of employees yeah. that do these things to mm -hmm. see the effect that it has on us yeah. and we still know up to today what it means to deliver exceptional customer experience we mm -hmm. say today so now Walt Disney or Disney was a pioneer also in yeah. delivering immersive guest experience let's say combined technology with analog world yeah. yeah yeah today we are facing exactly this challenge to make a guest experience better Yeah. Not only through personal impact or human touch, but mm. also to combine mm. these two components. Yeah. Is Disney still up to par in that sense? Okay, I think with technology, definitely, because, for instance, they have a system, it's called the My Disney Plus, not to be with the streaming service, like Disney, mm -hmm. My Disney. And it's basically, it's an app that for the guests, when they go there, they download And if you stay in a hotel, it's linked to a, a what's called a magic band. It's a bracelet that you have, which allows to open to get into your room. It allows you to go into the park and the, the gates will open. It allows you to pay. So you don't need credit cards. You don't need a wallet. When you go to Disney World, you know, uh, you don't need a wallet. You just need your magic band. And you already can book in advance restaurants, even shows. You can reserved for attractions, although now that has become, unfortunately, all paid. It used to be for free, but now you have to pay if you want to reserve attractions in advance. Uh, but so that technology, at one hand, allows to make a very seamless guest experience. You can already uh, book everything mm -hmm. in advance, get everything, and you don't need to actually even go to, ch to check in at the front desk. You already do that online. You have your magic band. They send it to your house before you leave, and you go there, and you go straight to your room. They would say, well, And then your app, it will say which room number you are and you off you go. That technology makes it a very seamless and easy experience. So for the guests, so it's technology, but it does not take away from the, the nice, magic. Yeah, the magic. And even it gives you also apps. It gives you games. For instance, when you stand in line, you can do actually games with, you can interact with things in the queue area via the app and via your bracelet. So it actually makes time go faster. And that's in Disney for the guest uses technology really well. And then for the company, it's also win-win because Disney gets incredible insights in the guests. They know in advance already what people's preferences are. What I wanted to say, and I yeah. dive in, the concept of anticipation. Yeah, It was not only in the Mickey Mouse movies that they 
you know, when they anticipate the movement that the punch, it yeah. was also introduced and integrated into the guest experience. And now yeah. please continue to describe that because it was... Yeah. Yeah. So for them, it, they know it already in advance, just from a logistical perspective, they know which restaurants are going to be busy because they see where people are making reservations. So make sure we have enough people there. We have all, need all the foods and ingredients and products there. They can also based on people previous experiences and when people come back, oh, they'll probably like to go there or they might, and they see what people buy, what they buy, what time. So it gives them already to prepare in advance for people before people arrive, but also based on that, what we need to change in the future, what things work or do not work. That gives information is power, right? And it gives a lot of, and also, let's be honest, it becomes so easy to spend money, right? You don't need to have a credit card. You just, oh, you show, ping, oh, it's magic. You ping, and then, so it's also a little bit, a little bit of a trap or in that sense, a mouse trap, right? But again, it's a win-win. It makes it seamless. Consumer inside information, data, they can also will give you information, for instance, based on your preferences. They will send you messages if you want them to. Attractions where there's less waiting time that they say, or you can say which attraction you like, and then they will send you messages. Right now is a good moment to go there because there's less waiting time. Or they perhaps also can steer you into attractions that no one is going to. So again, it's a win-win situation. So perhaps make sure you go to places. So of all course, that now... Sense, yeah. So yeah. there's the use of technology, I think, in that sense, to its full extent. Yeah. Let's say what we say, good customer experience has to reach the C-level, yeah, the C-suite. That mm -hmm. means CEOs and his team. At Disney, it is already starting from there. And so easily technology can be benefit. Yeah. The customers can benefit from technology yeah. because it's yeah. incorporated and designed, mm -hmm. anticipated. Mm -hmm their needs exactly, exactly. now when we say 100 years back i see where the magic came from and i see mm. where the company made the success but there's also the rumor that out of this creative powerhouse had become a corporate money machine in that yeah. sense and so mm. that the magic mm. is gone yeah, what yeah. happened of course Magic is gone. In the end, it's really in the people, again, the cast members that make, that are the creative forces. Managers and CEOs come and go, but of course, they have an, made an incredible impact. And of course, what we often see, a lot of the CEOs at Disney, and it's in that sense as the same French, Histoire se répète, history repeats itself. We see it with the current CEO, and we saw it with previous CEOs that, We had, uh, for instance, and Disney, in that sense, is also cyclical. Now, after Walt Disney's death in 67, of course, yeah, it went a little bit in decline. It went automatic pilot, and we just kept on. And because Disney was always going next, next level, but then they went steep, and then bit by bit, it started to go downhill until, oh, what's his name? The CA came on board in 1984. What's his name? Shame on me. He'll come to me. But anyway, he came on board, and he created a whole renaissance of Disney at the movie level. That's when we saw the resonance of all the classical, the Disney's, uh, the Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin and mm. Lion King, but also in the parks. We saw the parks going to a, a super high level. So he really saved the company. And I forgot, what is his name? Yeah, but anyway, but then at a certain moment, at the end of the day, perhaps success and power can corrupt and they become perhaps too full of themselves and they really believe that they are gods and that they don't need other managers or they don't need the guests 
to know what is right. And it and then actually it became, uh, you know, it, it went downhill. And, you know, that's very, very unfortunate. And that happened to Disney. And then actually he was basically kicked out by actually Roy Disney, not Roy Disney father, but Roy Disney's son. So the son of Roy is also called Roy. He at that time had a big role. So he got that CEO on board, but then he also found, hey, he also then had him kicked out by the board. So you mm-hmm. see that thing and that we see currently also with the current CEO, Bob Iger. Again, he brought incredible when he was, he took over after, did great things, for instance, with Pixar. He bought Steve, mm-hmm. Pixar was a Steve Job and Steve Job did mm-hmm. not get along with the previous mm-hmm. CEO. So they were supposed to do things together and they didn't. Bob Iger brought it back. So Bob Iger also started the whole idea with the parks in, in, in China, which were very successful, of course. So he did a lot of great things, but then also perhaps you have a little bit delusions of grandeur and they lost touch, I think, with the guests. And they started also to focus a lot on, on the high end, on the premium guests and forgetting the, yeah, the average, you know, middle class, which actually made Disney the success that it is. Families. I mean, yeah, fa- exactly, family. And now started, we start to cater to, yeah, to hipsters and people and forget the regular family. So I think that's kind of been happening now. And actually today, it was just news today. It was a big bombshell. Disney opened a Star Wars themed hotel last year, costing 6,000 euros for two nights for a family. And it's closed today. Oh, they decided to close in September. It was today. It was a, Yeah, I could have told you in advance who's going to able and want to pay 6,000 euros for a two-night experience, which, by the way, was also not based on the classical Star Wars, but on the new Star Wars that Disney created, which yeah, perhaps is not, is not the same level as the, you know. So in that sense, and, and, and sometimes you can think, yeah, you don't need a PhD to know that this is probably a product that will not work. So... In that mm-hmm. sense, Disney has been perhaps lost a little bit its way. It's very unfortunate because, again, I have so much to thank Disney in terms of, yeah, I told you about my, my, my wife, but also my whole mindset towards excellence and guest experience and how to deal with employees is really, Disney has been my school. So I'm very saddened by what I see right now, that Disney yeah, has become a little bit a money machine. Of course, there's nothing wrong with making money. Of course, it's a company. It needs to... Make money, and money allows them to invest and create even better experiences. There's nothing wrong with that capitalistic idea, but like everything, you can take to extremes and perhaps also forget your original vision being a family entertainment company. Disney was always very much in tune, in sync with what people were wanting. Is this what we have today in still when we are working with new generations, you are working with them actually yeah. as the manager of Ferrier Campos here yeah. in Barcelona. Yeah. And so I have actually two questions al- aligned. Yeah. The first one is how would you interpret the new guest experience based on excellence? What is excellence? And maybe we can talk about this a little bit more. Before mm-hmm. I ask you the other question, the other question yeah. will be a little bit more challenging. It's about staff and the ability to attract staff for the, for our industry. So yeah. let's start with the excellence. Yeah. When you said before, we are on stage and we perform, I was also thinking in preparation of this podcast on yeah. my experience in the hotel, five-star hotel, we had really superstars in the hotel and 
or owners, for example, the Bulgarian family, when they ordered, let's say, simple room service or yeah. came to the hotel, you were like so nervous and you were like, oh my God, is this now one brother or the other brother? And how has the toast to be? And you were really on stage to perform mm. and you were you were so keen to to make it look like, ah, oh, it's nothing. It's just a breakfast. And But there was really this excellence is that, let's say, it has to do not necessarily with the golden chandelier or mm. with no, the, no. the crystal class. It has to do with this flow, this perfect making the things right the, yeah. the way they should be. Question it's mark? behind what we said, the backstage, right? It's all what's done behind the scenes, what the guest does not see, right? It's all the whole planning and preparation, having processes and procedures in place, good communication. And I always found the reasons when there were problems in any hotel or company where I worked was always the lack of communication, right? Have clear communication channels, open, transparent, open door policy, if not, it's it starts to, to to come down, right? So for me, that is a key element: good communication, good preparation. Yeah, failing to plan is planning to fail, as it says. So it's all what's done before, and then perhaps yeah, the last moment. Yeah, it seems like this, as you said, seamless experience. Oh, here we have the breakfast, but what it took in the kitchen and the waiters yes. in order to bring it up to the room and. But that's nice. The guests should not be bothered. For the guests, the guests oh, yeah. that's, for them, it should seem, oh, it's just another oh, other day in the office kind of work. Yeah, no. And But when often I talk about customer experience, no? And mm -hmm. what the customer wants, and the customer wants to be, let's say, receive it fast, the service mm -hmm. fast, personalized, the, the hyper -person, we talk about hyper-personalization. Yeah. Yeah. We are talking about this human touch and that yeah. the perfection from today yeah. Let's say the what we aim for will be the unperfection of tomorrow. Also, mm. in terms of talking about artificial intelligence, they yeah. will make the job really perfect. And we are human and make mistakes. And yeah. can that be incorporated in a time of types of this definition of excellence that we say it's a combination of a new interpretation of what is excellence? Let's say. When you well, say, for example, in the hotel that you are mm -hmm. having here in Barcelona, how do you say to them, to, to the staff, excellent service? What does it yeah. mean? Yeah. For me, excellence in that sense is as all this time, regardless of technology and things, is doing things perfectly or as perfect as you can consistently each and every day. For me, that is what excellence is all about. So it's about consistency. And if technology can help you with that, great. But for me, it's a, it's a classic, it's a classic thing, right? So, yeah, you have to keep, of course, your, your, your people on, on their toe, of course. The hotel, I literally, I can look at it now. Of course, I'm not directly now involved in managing the hotel. I helped with the opening and the pre-opening and finding perhaps a great hotel manager that we have right now uh, with some sales and commercial activities, but I'm not involved in managing the hotel, so I don't want to get there, but... I do always, when I see the people and, and, and I give them perhaps little hints of take good care of the guests, you know, like a little baby. I was asking, how many people do we have or today? What's the check-in? What's the occupancy? And great. And look at that family there. So I try to perhaps open indirectly, but of course, now I'm not directly involved mm -hmm. in managing the team. That's not my, my, my place now. But you are directly involved in creating a new generation of hotel yeah. people. Ah, yeah, yeah. What is the message? What is the message? What is the mission, let's say? 
of a hotel, of, luxury hotel school. If we go to, to Ferrières, uh, we really, as you say, we are focused on, on, on luxury, on luxury hotels, restaurants, and retail. But I think really what, again, it's that it's a balance at the professional, operational side. You have to have certain knowledge and you have to know how, yeah, like I said, how to do a proper check-in, how to open a bottle of wine. You have to know your wines. You have to know this. So you have to have professional operational knowledge and we train people really well. And we have, I think, a really nice, we have in one hand, we have nice, there's the academic part, but it's really complemented with hands-on experience in our own hotels, our own restaurants. So they supplement that really well. So on one hand, you have that operational knowledge that you need. Again, information is power, but also then the human side. I like really at our school, we have this holistic approach, really looking at the well-being of the guest, but also the well-being of you. How can you be, how can you make your guest happy if you yourself are not a happy person, right? So it's accompanying, I think, as a manager with the company, our staff make sure that they are the very best that they can be professionally, but also on a human level, on a personal level. We have to make them feel happy and appreciated and that they can do their thing if they, and let them be themselves. Because I know sometimes I super admire Ritz Carlton, but sometimes for me, and the same can happen at Disney, right? You take things to an extreme. If it becomes too scripted, I think that's perhaps often, again, we need to, if you we know, have too much, yeah, things like, again, correct me if I'm wrong, and Ms. Carlton, you all have to say, it's my pleasure, instead of saying, you're welcome. Yeah. You know, it, becomes there, there, it becomes too robotic. Yes. Uh, there was so, a story. Yeah. There was a story I want to share quickly. I was at, after I left New York, I came back to New York to visit, and I stayed at the Ritz-Carlton Central Park. That was yeah. actually the hotel that I also opened and worked. And I come down, I pass by the doorman and, and he said, yeah, good morning, Miss Amelung. Nice to, yeah, good morning. And then, of course, when I, in the afternoon came back, he would have said, yeah, come back. He always says, yeah. well, come back. And one morning I came down and I went out. I yeah. looked how the weather was and then I notice it's raining and then yeah. I went back and welcome back and yeah. then I said that is now too much yeah. I just yeah. want an umbrella I just yeah. want an umbrella but yeah. I know what you mean it can tend to be a little bit phony but I think yeah. they changed 2014 some okay. regulations and some yeah, yeah. scripts that accepts let's say yeah. also mentalities and yeah. regions and yeah. adapt to cult cultural differences yeah so yeah. that was mm. a change i think yeah. when they also shortened the steps of service and yeah. these basics yeah. from 20 to 10 12 or, or, something like that. or yeah. 12 yeah. 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 yeah so i think they did also some modification yeah, so so you have to find the right balance, right? You need process and procedures, but also let people be themselves, right? As employees, let them give their own spin, their own unique approach, right? So I think that's also important. Um, yeah. So what do you say to talents now that you want to attract to make the career with you? Yeah. Are you telling them you have no flexible working hours, you have not the ability to work remotely, you basically you are stuck in the hotel and you have to still do the old-fashioned way of serving the guests. What is your way to attract and to motivate people to start this career? Yeah, well, of course, it's now a global issue, right? A, gro a global problem that hotels can't find people, right? Can't find staff to man their facilities. And I think we as an industry have to 
look why is that of course there's a lot of there's things beyond our control of course and people yeah had were had to leave their jobs or were fired or and people had to find their way moved on to other industries and now yeah, and now there they made a career there so why go back so that's understandable but sometimes also people even don't want to come back even people that had no jobs or and I think that already started before COVID, right? That there was a certain decline and people were perhaps burned out and we got a bad reputation and, or not as good as it could be. So I think we as an industry have to do a little bit of soul searching. What, what can we do better? And it, it, sometimes it is true. Do we pay properly? I have also had colleagues from Disney that moved on. I had friends that went to into banks and in financial services at Willem. I work a third of the time and I make three times as much. That is not right. Again, perhaps we cannot match banking, but and that's manager level, but the same also for frontline staff. So do we always pay properly? Do we pay? So it's the financial part, but also do we pay emotionally? Do we give people yeah, a home? Do we make people feel recognized, respected? Do we offer them a career path? Or will they be stuck behind the front desk or behind? the bar 10, 50 years to come. So of course, then people don't want to come back or we have then this bad reputation. So I think there as an industry, we have to really think and perhaps hotels have to think, hey, what can we do better there? Of course, we're a business, we have to make money. It's not lala land, but I think there are ways to, that we can can make this work better. Or I read the other day about this, this fast food chain in the United States, Chick-fil-A, yeah, very, very successful. Um, that they're now going for somehow make it work four days a week, three time, three days off, but not eight hours, eh? perhaps 12 hours a day. But if people want to, right, they don't force it. And it seems that people or 10, whatever, they made it work. So apparently there, there are ways that we have to perhaps rethink, reconfigure our industry also in terms of how we organize ourselves. Yeah. And as I said, it's about payment. Do we offer proper training? Because sometimes all nowadays, yeah, and even before, yeah, as I said, with Disney, it's kind of the exception, and perhaps there are some other, but a lot of hotels, they throw you before the lions and may the force be with you. That's we have to train our people properly, prepare them, give them a future or a future reward, recognize them. And again, it's not only investing, because as we saw with Disney, it pays back. It pays back in guest satisfaction, employee satisfaction. And that's at the end of the day, yeah, that's another thing what I learned. Yeah. Happy staff is happy guests. If you, so, yeah, it's what I said at the very beginning. So, if you make your take care of your people, then they'll. They, it, it's an. At the end, what we have to maybe also spread the world that yeah. the hospitality is still an industry where mm. the magic happens in sense yeah. of lifestyle, in sense mm. of life development. We have the coolest location. Yeah. We have the coolest moments. They yeah, happen yeah, yeah. in hotels Definitely. and restaurants. We, we are the creator. And uh, yeah. if you are, for example, if you look at people where they want to invest at the end when they made it, yeah. they want to have a hotel. They want to have a nice restaurant. They yeah. want to invite people. Yeah. This fascinating part of mm. moments yeah. and this entertainment yeah. this we have, we have and i think if we implement this yeah. also in in our work yeah, yeah. at least for my work mm. that is what yeah. i live it no, can be so, also part yeah we have to sell ourselves better in that sense do better marketing perhaps it's, it's exciting mm -hmm. it's fascinating it's not for everyone of course you have to be a little bit mm -hmm. crazy i always say but 
it's, yeah, the experience that I've had working in France, in Spain, in the United States, in Japan. Yeah, um, also yeah. you have abilities to So how many store. careers offer that? And meeting fantastic people, colleagues and guests, fascinating all over the world. And also nice little perks that allow you to stay at beautiful hotels that otherwise you perhaps could not afford because they're part of your group or you have connections. And so, yeah, there's a lot of nice perks and yeah, never a dull moment. So... No, it's true. It's very exciting. It's very fascinating. But also we have to be not, uh, yeah, it's also hard work, but it, we should not undersell that either. Yeah. But, but it's, yeah, it's very rewarding. I think it's really rewarding. Fun. And then maybe also can give a career step uh, yeah. when you are a little bit further to other mm. industries. I remember the time when Apple expanded and opened all these stores and headquarters. Yeah. They were hiring and searching for good people and managers and headquarter directors in hospitality company because we have that hospitality gene in our yeah. DNA yeah. Yeah. that I always yeah. say. For sure. For sure. Yeah. What Disney, he said, in bad times and in good, I've yeah. never lost my sense of zest for life. Yeah. William, at the end, I want to know you your motto. What is your personal motto not to live what he said, Disney, this test of life is a sense of life. Yeah. But you said, what is my motto or motto? Yes. Motto. 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 Yeah. I think I, yeah. For me, it would be, you know, my motto would be doing well by doing good. I think that's kind of, uh, you, you, you reap what you saw, right? So if you, I always found that in life, if you do good, It will come back to you in a positive way. If I look now back on my, 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 my career, sometimes it took a lot of unexpected twists and turns, but it all made sense at the end. And a lot of this happened because, yeah, perhaps people that I met along the way and I helped them and they helped me. I didn't help them because I expected something in return. It was more, I try to be generous, right? I'm not saying I always, mm -hmm. but it was a natural thing to do. But so I found, yeah, if you do well, the good will come it will come back to haunt you in a positive way. So I believe that kind of is my, my, my motto in life. And, and it's, yeah. And I see in that sense, I've been blessed to see perhaps the fruits of that in, in, in my life. Again, it's been a, a roller coaster ride, pun intended. We talked about Disney and attractions. So it's not been always a, a smooth, but at the end, yeah, I found that to be really my, yeah, my, my motto. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And in a way, If I think about our relation, it's also been a long relation. We yeah. know each other really here in Barcelona, 15 mm -hmm. years or something like this. And yes, you are living here in Barcelona, and mm. but you are traveling also back and forth to Holland. Same like me, always traveling back and forth from Barcelona, Italy and Germany. Yeah. So I think this is also part of a new lifestyle that we have mm. all of us now. Even though and for us comes very natural as hospitality people, that's very normal, right? Because yeah, I had my boss in January, hey, can you go to Lebanon next week? So yeah, why not? I also almost went to Hong Kong one way, one day before, well, no, a couple of days before I was supposed to leave, well, it's some, it's someone else went. But for me, yeah, of course, yeah, it's that that's part of, as you said, our gene, the hospitality gene. So That flexibility, that international outlook. Yeah. And yeah. so the desire to travel and meet other people going places. And to connect yeah. easy with yeah. others. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The school is in Paris. 
the main school, yeah, the main, main school campus is in out, actually really funny. It's two metro stops from Disneyland Paris. So where I started my career, it now comes to full circle in in, in Ferrières. So it's literally, I can almost see the castle from the campus almost. Ah. But it's a 10 minute drive and we have the main campus there. And then last September, we opened our satellite campus here in, in Barcelona. So very exciting. And I'm in charge of that. Yeah. Excellent. So for whomever is interested to get in touch with you, I will put you please. here in the podcast and uh, yeah. all your links. And yeah. then this was a streaming also here in LinkedIn. Yeah. And people can connect with you also in this way. We are oh, ending yeah. usually the podcast with yeah. some personal questions. Ooh. And so that is a choice one or the other. Okay. So Frozen, Lion King, or Pirates of the Caribbean, where you go for? You talk about movies or attractions? Movies, yeah. movies, movies, uh, movies. Let's uh, say uh, where you... Oh, okay, gotcha. Because all of them are also attractions in some uh, form or shape in Disney. So, yeah, sorry. Okay. Fro what said Frozen? Lion King. Lion King? I like Frozen a lot, actually, to be honest. Uh, oh. Yeah, the Frozen 1, I thought it was a great movie, the, the, the soundtrack. <laughs> Was also well, Lion King soundtrack was amazing too. But yeah, I always like the fairy tale, the, oh, the pirates aspect. of Caribbean. Uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah. I guess that is because you have a daughter, and then yes. you were you were actually um, to be always honest, I, I even frozen. Become, yeah, I got, I became a little bit crazy of let it go. Even myself, <laughs> I had, I heard it too often. See, I was free of this because I saw Pirates of Caribbean. I yeah. think I don't know twenty. 30 times all the parts and yeah. even sometimes today when I go into the room in the back and then I hear these noises and then my big son he says yeah I'm getting hooked again I see yeah. one part as so for me was the pirate of Caribbean yeah so now when you go to your campus and yeah. you enter that fantastic bakery that yes. you created and that I was yeah. French style that I was yeah. Amazed by what do you take, croissant or bocadillo? Bocadillo sandwich for. I'm more Spanish. a bocadillo guy. I'm more a salty yeah, bo bocadillo. Guy. Although those croissants are amazing, I have to say. I'm normally I'm not big into croissants, but those super are dangerous. Mm, yeah, yeah, super dangerous. Yeah. You're a coffee or tea drinker? Coffee. Although coffee. I like tea, I want a nice cup of coffee in the morning or after lunch, after meal. A nice cortado is yeah, it's the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Traveling habits, are you booking last minute or long time planned ahead? I wish I could do it more long of a long time ahead, but it's more, mostly yeah, more last minute. That is the Dutch and the Spanish concept. Yeah, <laughs> competing, yeah, yeah. Competing. Yeah. yeah, I've become pretty Spanish now, of course, being 20 plus years in, in Spain. Yeah. And married with a Spanish woman. Yes, exactly. Sea exactly. or mountain? Oh, sea, sea for sure. Sea, That's sea, why I'm also sea, here. Sea. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Now we have also the option of the mountain here with That's the Pyrenees. They are just right behind us. Chiringuito yeah. or bar near Prinzenkanal? Ah, nice. Eh? In Prinzengart, you know your places. Yes. Again, the Chiringuito, nice with the sea view and the, hearing the breeze and hearing the waves. Oh, that's very soothing. Although I love Amsterdam too. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's hard, it's, a, it's a hard decision to make. Yeah, tough Because choices. Both is really nice, especially also at the canals in yes. spring. Yeah. That that's very nice. BMB or boutique hotel? Boutique hotel. Boutique hotel. I, yeah, I'm a hotel guy. Although I have to say that we've been to some nice actually BBs actually now with Easter as well. 
And perhaps I have to almost start rethinking that answer because we went to the Netherlands. We were in Maastricht uh, for some days and we did a little escape in, in, in Easter. And we stayed at this air of this B&B and did you just it was five-star quality. To be honest, they had amenities in the room. They had an, a coffee machine, a real with making grinding coffee, the beans in the room. Eh? And the breakfast was a buffet that a lot of perhaps even five-star hotels would say, I'm not, yeah, they're really upping their game, I have to say. So, uh, yeah, it's hard. I really, uh, yeah. I'm almost now start to incline towards the, yeah the nice the very high of the nice B and B yeah 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 and actually that fits to our ex experience that we had when we lately met you no know, these small places that yeah. do do all the things yeah. just perfectly yeah. remember when we were saying she was asking me I had this shellfish allergy and she was checking my food and she was ah, running the after the way yeah. and she was uh, saying oh no she has a allergy and she was yeah. really proposing me other dishes proposing mm. me the desserts on that yeah. little presentation yeah. Yeah. plate mm. amazing when yeah. you also had the choice between cake or cocktail yeah yeah nice no yeah. in the menu not always yeah. the cake no it was mm. really nice yeah i agree yeah, yeah. You are Dutch. Camping or glamping? I'm not a camping guy, no. I don't understand the concept that you pay money to lie on the floor, on the ground, on the grass. I just don't get that concept. So uh, <laughs> glamping for sure. Glamping for sure. <laughs> okay. I just wanted just to make that uh, question. Paris or Barcelona? Ooh, I might have my bosses watching here from Paris. So ooh la la. <laughs> But seriously, no, it's, I have to say, aesthetically, nothing comes close to Paris. I think, objectively speaking, I think it's the most beautiful city in the world. But the lifestyle I have here, and of course, Barcelona is aesthetically also very pleasing. Yeah? But the lifestyle here, it's more relaxed, more cool, the weather, perhaps Barcelona, yeah, yeah. I hope my bosses will forgive me here. If we could find maybe the agreement and say a new trend is anyway to combine it. Mm. No, it's a very good combination. Paris yeah. and Barcelona or also Berlin and Barcelona. This is my my yeah. actual nice combination or Milan. Yeah. yeah. Thank you very much, Willem. My pleasure. My pleasure. That was, Very nice. uh, was really hopefully also insightful for the audience. Yes. This recording will go live on the podcast, even yeah. though the podcast is a German podcast where yeah. I talk about customer experience. Hmm. But again, this English version will go in live yes. there. Yes. Yeah. Hope to see you soon. Yes. Thank you very and, much. Uh, my pleasure, Peggy. And if people want to reach out, put them in contact with me or connect with me via LinkedIn and happy to continue the conversation. Yeah. Perfect. Thank Thanks. you very much. Happy Thank you, weekend. Peggy. All the best. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> you too. Es hat mich sehr gefreut, dass du heute zugehört hast. Vielen Dank. Wenn du mehr wissen willst über das 1 zu 1 Customer Experience Coaching und Mentoring Programm beziehungsweise über die Seminare wie zum Beispiel Briefing Customer Executive Modus dann geh einfach auf die Webseite www 
www.amlung-partners.com und wenn du Teil unserer CX Community werden willst, dann klick einfach auf LinkedIn CX Tuning Hacks oder auf Instagram bei Amelung und Partners dich ins Profil ein. Bis zum nächsten Mal. Stay tuned für deine Customers, deine Peggy.